1: Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Monique and Sydney's Open Relationship. I am Monique, and
2: I am Sydney.
1: And here we go again. You know, I think that's the only way we can say it is how we get started is here we go again. And today's show is about what, Daddy? Tell him, baby. That's what we tell him. Tell him. Do you have a peace of mind?
2: Are you? At peace with yourself, <laughs> but you can have okay. a peace of mind. Are you right?
1: at peace with yourself? That's what we're talking about today, today's show. Are you at peace with yourself? And earlier today, when I had said it, when we were doing a dance class, so many people said no. They just said no, and some put sad faces, and you know, really didn't have the opportunity to be. I mean, really didn't have the opportunity to go into the conversation. And how did we come up with this, Daddy?
2: We were having discussions about our upbringing and our experiences with individuals who lashed out, didn't lash out. And, you know, we were just speaking about that what seemed to be the common thread with folks that, you know, you thought maybe they were mean or a little abrupt or had these, you know, overt personality concerns. And then the common thread seemed to be there was a level at peace With themselves that they seem not to have had when they're at rest, not in motion. Do they seem kind of at one or is it just when Molly come in the room, then she fuck it up for everybody.
1: So are they at peace only when they're resting?
2: Well, you know, what I'm saying is not are they at peace only when they're resting, but can you be at peace? when you're at rest, you know, when no one is dealing with you, when, you know, that's when it really counts most. I mean, hopefully you can be that at the very least, but when you see people interacting with others, there's a level of peace. Like when you see Donald Trump and you hear the comments that he gives to individuals, we can easily say, he's just a bad guy, he's this, he's that, he's the other. But... You have to say to yourself, for a person to respond and lash out in a manner in which you may see that person do or react, there's a level of peace within himself that he seems not to have.
1: You know, somebody just uh, put into the room, no, I'm not at peace, and I try to commit suicide Saturday. And whoever that person is, let's talk about it openly and honestly and the one thing about the podcast and the periscope and can't nobody see you. they can't even hear you so right now today is that moment because when you put it out there to say i tried to kill myself last saturday you're saying can somebody please reach out can somebody please because you know one day when tommy and i were walking and we were talking about suicide and it's like for the people that really want to do it they ain't calling out. They ain't leaving no notes. They, they saying, shit, I'm shutting shit down. For the ones that call out and say, okay, listen, I'm dealing with this or this is going on. It's like that's when you say what's going on and without judging it. And somebody is saying, I'm trying to get to a peace of mind. But shit, the only outcome I can think of is shutting it down. What do you, what do you say to that?
2: You, you ask yourself, what is it that's really bothering me? Because oftentimes it's kinda like the dog that is chasing his tail that doesn't realize if he just stop and turn around behind him, there it is. So what is it oftentimes that we're concerned about, bothered about? We're more apt to be bothered by something than we are to reflect on why we're bothered by it and Find out exactly all the things that are bothering us. Simple things like, have you sat down and wrote down what it is that's bothering you in detail? And somebody say, well, who the hell would sit down and write down what it is that's bothering them? Somebody that's trying to get down to the nitty-gritty as to what is bothering them. Mm -hmm. So when you want to find peace or do you want to be in the wallow of sadness? Um, and it's one of those things where because life is in your hands at that moment and you can decide whether you go on or not, you have to say it's continuous anyway, if you believe that the life is continuous. So right now you're maybe disrupting it for the moment, but you're still going to continue on. What are you doing for yourself in the future? What type of energy are you taking with you to the next place? But what type of energy are you carrying with you now, and how can you go about correcting it? So it's a multitude of questions with not one answer for every situation.
1: You know, I, I, um, I, I keep saying it, that this show is so necessary because... Someone just put in all their honesty, Mo, I'm not suicidal, but I'm lashing out at everybody. Mm -hmm. And I think that those are the conversations that oftentimes we don't have. We'll just put, oh, that bitch just mad. Oh, that's just how she get down. Oh, that's just him. Well, that's just how they do. And we're almost too embarrassed to say out loud, I'm not in a peaceful place. Like, I need to get to a peaceful place. How do I get to that peaceful place? And with some people putting suicide is selfish. You know, this show is a show of non-judgment. And we don't know if suicide is selfish or not. We don't know where those people are at that exact moment. We don't know what's going on in that exact second. So we're not going to label it because we don't know what you're dealing with, you don't. we don't know what's going on in those moments. And thank you for giving the National Suicide Prevention Hotline, 800-273-8255. If you need to pick up that phone, baby, and call, please pick up the phone and call. Please pick up the phone and call because sometimes you can be in those moments and the shit you're saying not making sense. But if there's somebody trained that can talk to you and can talk you through it, please don't be too embarrassed, too ashamed. Don't be none of that because I think that... When we have the open dialogue and we say, how do I get to peace? Because I also think we have been taught, and I can't speak for another culture, only for the culture I've been raised in. As black women, the black women I've watched, it was almost a shame to say I'm dealing with something. It was almost, bitch, if you don't, you better put that cape on. It was almost... You didn't say it out loud that you were hurting or you were going through something or even though I'm smiling, I'm not at a peaceful place. So I think we're now here and we're still struggling to get to saying it out loud. I need some help.
2: And as the, you know, historically there's a reason why there is shame for us to say that I'm hurting. There's a problem because You're saying that as a child or you're saying that as a teenager to a parent or a parent to a grandparent, and it gets trivialized down into what it is that they had to contend with. And you ain't contending with nothing in comparison to what I contended with. And from the generation starting from the first generation that came over here as slaves, to the preceding generation, the one before, the one after that, there's content in the conversation that goes to you better get your shit together. You don't have time to have a problem because you got to mm. get this done or your life is in jeopardy. So, what do you want? So, when do you deal with you? When do you deal with you if what's being told to you is there's no time to deal with you because the bigger purpose is you better work and get your shit together. If you want to be alive, that's why most of us or a lot of us have historically been in positions where we were struggling to exist and we weren't really living. We were just surviving. So when you see these things and someone had uh, put in earlier it's hard to have peace of mind when you're trying to get a piece of humanity with two Mm. different pieces. However, in the struggle for getting our, if you will, piece of humanity, if you're at peace with yourself, it allows you to have a level of patience, understanding, and empathy for those individuals who don't necessarily get it because our frustrations, though one can say, I completely understand why you're frustrated. If you execute in frustration, the results typically are not good because it gives a, the opposing side, if you will, an opportunity to say, that's why we don't want to deal with you because you are so frustrated. You're the angry people. And though you have a reason. Though you have a reason. It is never a reason to supersede the the end result, which is if you fight somebody, if you beefing, at the end of the day, if you both walk away scarred up, what was resolved? You still have the problem that you have to contend with. You may have beat him up a little worse than they got you, or vice versa, but what was solved? And when you see individuals saying, "I just don't want to survive," If there is an interest, because at the end of the day, there is no conversation that someone can have with you that will make you want to make you want to live. It may trip some things in your mind and make you say, yes, that is something to live for my children, uh, my goals. There are people watching me. So if I let myself go, that would be selfish. But at the end of the day, the work is has got to be done with you. You have to reflect inwardly and stop thinking that the things that are going to correct us are the outward things.
1: We are talking about it today, babies. Are you at peace with yourself? And you really don't think about it until somebody asks you the question. And then you have to sit back and say, well, why would you ask me that question? Do I look like I'm not? And then normally their response is, hell yeah, that's why I'm asking you the question. What's wrong? Are you at peace with yourself? And – and um. Someone just put, and it's, it's Nika, and she put, I'm tired of just surviving. And the question is, then what do you do? Because that's all we all are doing. We're surviving until we don't anymore. And I think that we've gotten so caught up in what we think we're supposed to have and where we think we're supposed to be, we equate that with success and failure.
2: She didn't necessarily say that she's it's almost like I'm getting tired of just surviving. Sounds like a person that's I'm just I'm getting tired of just making it over the hump, you know, Mm -hmm. and it is it's one of those things where, again, empathy can go towards somebody just trying to make it over the hump. However, sometimes that stress that surviving is is necessary For that person because they're going to if you keep doing the right thing and again, you have to examine what it is that you're doing that may put you in a position of struggle. If you're trying to start a business off. There's a level of struggle that's going to be associated with it that you just can't circumvent trial and tribulation, opening up the doors And learning through trial and error is going to be the only thing. But then there's those individuals that are absolutely doing nothing towards making life better for them except speaking about the issues that they have or giving the energy that something is wrong. So it depends upon what the person's situation is specifically. But at the end of the day, it's our job to solve those problems that we have because when we do It's kind of like, and you're presented with them because you can't escape it. You're more equipped for the next set of concerns. But it should also humble you when you become, in quotes, whatever success means to you, it humbles you even more. It's the reason why I appreciate to this day that you have not changed from when you first started to now, you will stay at the end of the show to sign autographs. Why? Because you like. I love this shit. This is an opportunity to say thank you to the people that have allowed me to have an almost thirty year career. So, when you see that, you know it's possible that people can have the type of survivor attitude necessary. That again, a black woman, which is yourself, who in a comedy in the comedy world uh, is dominated by men then if you were an african-american woman you are at a different totem pole because as i said if you were a white woman you would be the only woman that i know of in history that was a comedian first and then won an academy award that would be a unique set of circumstances with all the things so does that mean you quit Do you quit because of the struggles? Do you quit because of the disparity in pay? Do you quit because people don't treat you right? Do you quit because people think that you're less than because you are a plus-size woman, you're a black woman, because you're loud, you shouldn't speak your voice? Do you quit or do you say that's the very thing that makes me go on because there are those other individuals who may not have the same traits as I have, but they have the right to exhibit the traits as they freely choose because they're not hurting anyone and they're shooting for something more. So there's never going to be anything grand or great accomplished without that struggle. So there's a level of understanding that part of the struggle that you're getting, it's called knowledge. And you have to be enlightened about what it is that you're doing so that when you do get whatever it is that you want, you're able to handle it in case you lose it again or even maintain it.
1: We're talking about it today, y'all. Uh, do you Are you at peace with yourself? Are you at peace? And the point that I was trying to make when I said that, Everybody survive, everybody has to do survival until you go. I, the point I was trying to make is I think sometimes people want to compare themselves to others to determine what success is and what failure is. And it's a hardship for them because they'll look and say, well, I'm this age. And since this is not happening for me the way it's happening for them, and I'm not doing what the masses of people are doing, that can send me into a depression. That can send me into a place of, oh, I'm tired of just getting over the hump. And believe it or not, that's what everybody does till the hump day is over. Regardless, if you have a billion, if you have 50 cents, that's what every everybody's doing the same thing. They're trying to survive to get to the next day. And if we put finances on it to say, oh, well, you have no problems because that's your survival right there. Well, motherfuckers that got a whole lot of money kill themselves. And people that have none at all kill themselves. So the point I'm making is it, if... We put in our mind, you have to ask yourself when you say, "I'm just tired of just surviving." Well what does that mean? Does that mean I'm, I'm tired of I can only pay the bills? I can't go out and party this weekend. Like what does that mean? And what is that thing that sends us in a whirl spin of? Because I hear that often. I'm just tired of making it. I'm tired of just surviving. Well, what does that mean?
2: Well, again, it means different things to different people. And to some people, if you want to look at it from a positive standpoint, that that is the gasoline that says I'm going to continue on because I am tired of just surviving. Doesn't mean that you're going to give up. It means that in order for you to just to stop just getting by, there's a level of effort that is needed to continue on. I'm going to take the positive uh, road in this aspect because to say it out loud is almost like saying I'm tired of losing to this cat all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, every time we play ball, he always beat me. I'm tired of losing to this cat all the time and Madden because they always beat me. Now you take that from Madden and then you apply that to I'm just tired of surviving. Well, what you going to do? I'm going to work a little bit harder. I'm going to work a little bit smarter. I'm going to have a better attitude it's things that we have to do and call upon ourselves again it says in the name of jesus i'm healed <laughs> what i'm gonna say is this if an individual is able to l- utilize jesus and that puts them sincerely in a place of peace then they're winning if that's what it is then they're winning mm-hmm. however if you've sought out jesus and you've got on your knees and you've prayed to many a night And you've been doing it in many years and you still have been struggling and you still have been suffering and it still ain't going right. And you still tired of just surviving. That may be to fall in line with your beliefs. Jesus's way of saying, I'm not going to do it for you because I've given you everything that you need to do to do it yourself. And you will do it, but it's not going to happen in the proverbial time in which you would like it to happen. It's going to happen when it's supposed to happen, when you put a little bit more effort in. So the, the mindset, hopefully, for the individuals that are listening today is never give up. Never give up. Don't, don't take you out of the game because there's too many factors out here designed to take you out of the game. Don't take yourself out of the game. Never give up and ask yourself, who am I to not experience any hardships, any difficulties? But what type of person am I if I can experience those hardships and difficulties, but not look at it as a hardship or a difficulty as much as I look at it as a mere hurdle that I am going to, not that I need to, that I am going to overcome?
0: to play it a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business sports tech entertainment and more play it at play.it
1: okay so are y'all listening not that I need to but I'm going to like I remember when and this is your story to tell daddy so I'm gonna start off I remember when okay (laughs) when
2: well thank you love you're welcome All right.
1: when Sid used to work for Kirby And when my daddy said to me, Mama, I was going door to door, knocking on folks' doors in the blazing sun, trying to sell vacuum cleaners. I wasn't focused on, oh, my God, I'm in the blazing sun going door to door. I'm focused on this. For every door I go to, it's getting better. It's getting better. And I think if we can take those type of attitudes, and I think that has to do with a lot of being at peace with yourself. When you're that peaceful, you only see the goodness. You only see, you know what, I see the light at the end of it. I see the the, the, the positive, positive part of it at the end of it. Some people will see you sweating hot as hell with holes in your shoes, but what you saw was what?
2: You just look at it as something that you have to do if you're going to sell this vacuum cleaner. <laughs> if you're going to sell this vacuum cleaner, there are certain things you're going to have to do. You're going to have to, at 19 and 20 years of age, knocking on the door in Charlotte, North Carolina, in the uh, uh, late 80s, just over the mid 80s, but in the late 80s, where you would knock on someone's door and they would say, and the little girl come and you knock on the door. There's a nigger at the door. Mm -mm. And then mama come to the door. Oh, my God. Where did she get that from? And I'm like, has she been hanging with any black people? (laughs) Because she might have gotten it from them. I don't know. No. So it's like, but now you have to engage and still have a great attitude and can't be deterred by what this young lady said. Knocking on these doors putting holes in your wingtips, people looking at you as just a lowly vacuum cleaner salesman, and you say to yourself, wow, what a great self-esteem builder because you're, you're looking at it as with all the ridicule, all the things that you've been said, and now your attitude is not disrupted. You laugh at the situation because the situation is funny because she called you a nigger. I'm mad because she. it allowed me to deal with it because I had been called nigger so many times growing up by the kids in the neighborhood when you were in a predominantly white neighborhood as a black guy. That I used to fight about all the time. But had I not gotten in all those fights, I wouldn't have been allowed to look at this young lady, this little girl, and take it on the chin and realize these are just words. I'm here for a larger and greater purpose beyond vacuum cleaners. And it may be designed that one day, because I used to walk around the neighborhoods with the beautiful homes and say, one day I'm going to have a beautiful home and live in a beautiful home like that. And have a beautiful family like that. And I get a chance to live that out right now. And today, these conversations, had I not had those experiences and that wealth of uh, uh, information to retrieve, I wouldn't be able to have the conversations that I'm having right now. It wouldn't have been, it's the reason why you said to me, one day you're gonna communicate with people and share these experiences. And I'm saying, well, oh, no. But unbeknownst to me, those past experiences are what leading are what is leading us to these experiences that we're having right now and able to share with people. So if you're able to get through your moments where you feel down, where you feel out, it may be just designed for you to go through that. So one day you're walking into a room of individuals who feel at that moment the same way you're feeling right now. And you're able to share with them your experiences and they understand that, wow, they're not alone because you are sharing the same thing. And all of a sudden you're uplifting people, you know, as well as yourself, because you can't uplift people without in the process, uplifting yourself. Because to give uplift and not receive it in that same breath is to do yourself a disservice.
1: And if you need some uplifting right now, right now. Take your ass to Amazon.com and download Monique something different. Download it. <laughs> download it because sometimes we just need laughter. Sometimes you got to laugh your ass through it, baby. We are talking about it today. Are you at peace with yourself? And some of us, we may not even know what that means. We may not know what it means to be at peace with yourself because some of us may have never experienced being peaceful. So what does it even mean to be at peace with yourself. Like what does that mean? Are you at peace with yourself? Are you easily flustered? Are you always mad? Are you mad most of the time? Are you normally frustrated? Are you does everything just roll off your back? What does it mean to be at peace with yourself?
2: I think that what do you experience when you're at your most peaceful moments, Bonnie? with your punk ass.
1: Well, Daddy, wait a minute now because I didn't know... It was no, 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 no. But, but, I mean, I'm going you... to slide that in there.
2: Yeah, say it. What? Say it. Because she, she be trying to dump it on me. Well, baby, what is it that... How do you find peace? Tell them. What do you feel like in your most
1: peaceful moments? Peaceful. No. Very calming. You can't define the word <laughs> with the word. But no, very calming. I, I think that... Happy, joyous. It's its almost like you're enjoying that feeling. You're enjoying that moment. You're enjoying that air. You're enjoying what you're swallowing. I, I think that when I'm most peaceful, when I'm most peaceful, I'm probably asleep. <laughs> okay. <laughs> when, when I'm most peaceful. How <laughs> do you get peaceful?
2: How do you get peaceful when you're awake, though? <laughs> How do you get peaceful when you're awake? And you're interacting with people. When, what, what does that feel like to you? And I'll, then I'll, if you share with me yours, then I'll share you with you You know what? I think
1: that it feels like when I'm really peaceful, I'm creative. When I'm really peaceful, mm-hmm. I'm very loving. I'm very nurturing. Um, when I'm really peaceful, I'm very comfortable. When I'm really peaceful, I think that when I'm not peaceful— it's when all those other things is the opposite of it.
2: What allows you to be peaceful, though? What is it that you do that allows you to be peaceful at the moments that you're peaceful?
1: I think dancing for me is like church because it allows me to work through it. Like it, it when because nobody can help me do that, like nobody can. Nobody can move my feet. Nobody can move my hands. It is strictly me in that moment, and you've got to get yourself through it. But as I'm doing it, I'm in my head going through something I need to improve, what I need to work on. You know, may I went in dance class one way and I have to come out of dance class another way. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think that for me, to say, how does it feel when you're most peaceful? And I'm not trying to take a word and use a word, but you're at peace. It, it's almost like, There are no worries. It's like everything is good. You know, I I was telling you the other day, I was watching on Facebook, and this is what brings shit back to perspective for me. It'll make you say, I'm fucked up over that. I'm mad over that. This man, 93, was singing to his wife as she was dying and it made you say that shit will come so fast it'll come so fast and I'm sure however long they've been together nothing mattered but that moment like just that moment and you watched her as she was transitioning and she kept saying to this man you behave yourself and you know I love you and I think he was he didn't have any hearing he was deaf and the people that was in the room with them, she kept saying, I love you. And he wasn't saying, I love you back. So they would scream out, Pop, she telling you she love you. And then he would say, I love you too. But it was almost like they both knew it in their moment of him just rubbing her as she was taking her breaths to transition. So it's those things too.
2: And, and Monique was touched because she just kept looking at him saying, you behave yourself, you hear? You behave yourself, you hear? And what later we realized was it wasn't she was repeating it for any other reason than his ass never answered her in the first <laughs> fucking place because that's why they kept saying, Pop Pop, do you hear how she's
1: saying? And he never said, I'm not doing this
2: with you. Yes, I am, baby. I'm, I'm going to behave myself, baby. It's like she looking at
1: him like, nigga, now.
2: I need you to behave yourself. You hear? Before you bring your
1: ass up here. I need you to behave yourself. <laughs> you hear? <laughs> but she kept saying it, and it was—it was the sweetest thing. So I think when you see things like that, it—it it, it makes you say, "I'm wasting time being fucked up,"
2: mm-hmm.
1: because in a second, it can be done.
2: It can be done. So, and then for those that seem to be frustrated you oftentimes don't get that privilege of it being done in a second. You live the longest. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? It's like don't live the longest living the saddest. Oh, Find a way in which to be happy because it is you that you are propelling on a daily basis. It is your goal. It should be your goal to make sure first and foremost that you are happy, that you are good because you cannot – Expect people around you to, you know, we have those friends that may call and say, make me laugh, make me laugh, lift me up. And if you're not in a reciprocal relationship where you're doing that and that other one always needs you, you have to at some point say, what is it it that you can do to make yourself laugh, to lift yourself up? Because at the end of the day, our work is our work to do for ourselves. And we've all been given that challenge and when we can overcome the challenge of the extraneous variables that life has to offer from politics to police brutality to community brutality crimes of humanity we we keep speaking about race wars there's no such thing as a race war this is a war of on humanity humanity against humanity different color of people on different color of people, the same color people on the same color of people. There is nothing that you can speak about that one group has not experienced to some degree, maybe some longer, and even self-imposed. So the problem, if we look at it honestly, is people. We're the problem and we're the solution. Mm. So let's be the solution to our own problems by simply reflecting And saying, what can I do with myself to not be a part of the problem? And it all starts with your attitude.
1: How about Julie says, my kids make me laugh. She says, she said to her son, Elon, Elon, am I fat? And he said, no, mommy, you're medium.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's right. How
1: sweet is that? How sweet is that? Are you at peace with yourself? Are you at peace with yourself? And people around you, what would they say? If people had to do a survey about you, what would they say about you? And they didn't have to sign their name to it. What would they say about you? If they had to put what they thought about you in a hat, but no one signed their name to it, and you were able to dig in the hat and read out what people said about you, what would you do? Like, if you had to pick it out like it was a fortune cookie, and they just wrote down what they thought and what they felt, what would you do with that? What would you do? And I think that's an exercise we should do. I really do. I think that's an exercise that we should do. Bad, good, whatever it is, but it's got to be people you trust. Don't get a bitch to get the right and you nothing in a hat, and she's saying some old raggedy shit to you, baby. Now, no. but. Around folks that you really trust And you all say, okay, you know what Write down what you think Write down what you think And in your own time, you read your hat Not you gotta read it around nobody you got, In your own time, you read your hat And that may answer the question Am I at peace with myself? When I walk when I come around, what do people think about me? What am I, what am I giving off? What am I What am I What am I feeding into people Without me saying anything? You know, we were in Ohio and this sister walked into the radio studio, into the studio we were promoting the show and she came in the studio and I just hugged her and she just started crying and I said, listen, don't waver from what you know is right and don't give up well, she wrote something on Instagram and it was was just God, God had put Monique right there at the right time and God and God and God and how does she know and I wanted to say because you was wearing that shit all over you when you walked in, you walked in with, I am fucked up, life is horrible, I am breaking down. I didn't say nothing magical to you. And God didn't put it on my heart to say it. I just saw you when you walked in the door and it's like, you're wearing your hurt. And I'm not judging it, I just recognize it. So now we walking around wearing our shit, and now you're thinking that something magical didn't happen because somebody said, come here, you good? And you're looking like, how would they know? Bitch, because your eyes are red. You just got finished crying somewhere, not unless you're high. So is it? <laughs> right, because she could have looked at you and like, "Baby, I'm fine. I just so, rolled me a fat one." So why don't you stop playing? You know. and okay. So it's 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 like oftentimes we wear it, we wear our hurt, we wear our insecurities, we wear our pain. So if you're questioning yourself right now, because the topic is, are you at peace with yourself? The only one that can answer that is you.
2: And when you say that may not have been God. You know, it's like it depends upon what one's interpretation of God is. And, you know, I always defer to energy. And it was her energy that she was giving off that made you approach her in the way that you did. And uh, I think it was that Sprite just said, you know, giving off good vibes. And we overlooked that word vibes a lot vibrations a lot because it's almost like indicative of one's energy and you know those people who whether it's a relative or a friend that you can just go and sit next to well how many times before we were married that we just come together sit down and may not have said a whole lot but it was as if it was a calming effect a charging effect and then you were on to do whatever it is that you had to do because there are people that'll come around you just to be, if you will, recharge, because the energy that you give off is of such where I'm able to deal with the ridiculousness now that we've had a laugh or two. I talked to you, it wasn't anything big, had a cup of water, couple a little bit of conversation, and then it's off to the next. It's like when your energy is good and your vibes are good, not only is it good for you, but watch how people receive you. Watch the things that people tell you that you think that they would never tell you, but they entrust in you because the vibes and the energy of such where they know that you can be trusted. So, you know, it's one of those things where we are... always tweaking always trying to better ourselves and if we always are thinking in that mindset that we always have to try and better ourselves there's a level of understanding that perfection is in a in unless you look at it from a standpoint that we are in a perfect situation that it is because you can never get a big head when you know that there's always more for you to obtain, more for you to perfect. So when you see someone else's imperfections, hopefully it allows you to deal with them empathetically because you know how far maybe you've come, but you have no idea of how far you need to go sometimes.
1: Are you at peace with yourself? Hmm. And, and I got quiet for a minute because I know that there's somebody saying, am I? And even if we have to say, am I? And we got to really pay attention to, am I at peace with myself? And I know for me, I want to make sure I'm not challenged in a way where I'm more out of peace than I'm within peace with myself Mm
0: -hmm.
1: you know what I'm saying and hopefully I'll get to a place where I'm at peace with myself all the time not just (laughs) you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. Where where it's all the time and you know even this morning when I said We're going to talk about, are you at peace with yourself? And I said, y'all know some shit that got to do with me. God damn it, now most of these topics is some (laughs) shit that I done bust up in the closet with, okay, and showed off for a while. And then we, we have to discuss it because what I know is I'm not unique. What I know is I am not unique. And what I know is most of us are so closed off, we won't even want to hear it. That's what I know. I know that because I'm one of them. And I'm hard to crack. I'm hard to crack. And it's one of those shells where you crack it, but that bitch will mend back together. Like the mm-hmm. uh, like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Mm-hmm. What was he in? Uh, the Terminator? Right. You shoot his ass and you bust him up, right? Like, I taught you a lesson, but then that shit come right back together. Like, I'm stronger. <laughs> I'm wiser. <laughs> God damn it. So... That's what for me, and, and and two, for me to say it out loud, because I play these shows back. And sometimes when I have to hear it back, I'm like, Monique, listen, goddammit. You got some work to do. You got some work to do. But I think the beginning starts with saying it out loud. Just saying it out loud. It's like a junkie saying, I'm a fucking junkie. I've gotten over the first hurdle. I'm a junkie. Now what's the second hurdle? Okay, I'm drama queen. Now, what's the second hurdle?
2: What's the second?
1: Because I got to get over it. Because if not, I'll be stuck at the starting block. And you always trying to get out the starting block. You got the right stand. You got on the right outfit. Your hair's done the right way. You got on the right moisturizer. But for whatever fucking reason, you can't get out the starting block because you go back into the bullshit. That's all. That's all. That's so, all. Let's try to get out the starting block. And it starts with our attitudes. That's what it starts with. Just our attitudes. And don't nobody owe you shit. Maybe that's why we're not peacefully because we thinking somebody owe us something. We're thinking that if it ain't our way, it ain't the right way.
2: But someone does owe you, and that's you. You owe you the best life that you can possibly give for you. Come on. And every time someone tries to pull the blanket out from under your feet, if you happen to stumble and fall... That's what you have your two hands for. If you don't have two hands, you better use your shoulder to roll on it and then your knees and get back up and keep on moving forward because there are too many people that have been given too limited of circumstances, but they're extremely happy for most people to really complain. You see individuals with the greatest, what would be perceived as disabilities, but have the biggest smiles on their faces because they see beyond what their circumstances are, and they're excited because the day they're simply going to a pool when someone said you'll never be able to do anything active again. Mm. But that's their opportunity to feel good. You have to find your moments and pick and choose your beats and during the course of every day. To realize because sometimes you get so used to living that you don't realize that one day you won't. You just get so used to going every day that you fail to realize that, you know what, this is not promised. We just happen who have been fortunate enough to make it damn near 50 years. But it's not promised that we would get 51 in in a day. It comes when it comes to sit there and. I remember with my grandmother to literally be sitting in the room with her uh, and and having a conversation, drinking shakes one day, and then the next morning getting a call saying she had passed away. Mm -hmm. Now, understand, Grandma was 90 years old, and she said to me, I'm a little tired. I just need Bootsy to go before me. See, Bootsy was her a son that he ain't never wanna do nothing. He was one of my favorite uncles. Like to get high, like to shoot up. He'll shoot up, you know. Seventy years old, Bootsy is shoot up.
1: For those of you who don't know what shoot up means, it means to take a needle and wrap something around your arm and then put the needle
2: in. He would go, he would shoot up. <laughs> and she would say, Listen, i gotta go first. I got, he has to die first. Because if he doesn't, the niggas ain't going to look out for him. That's what she used to say. The niggas, that meant her other sons. Nobody was going to look out for him. And when he passed away at 70 years of age, because he probably could have lived to be 100 had he not used the heroin and drank the drink that he did. Now, some would argue that that's what kept him alive so long. But I don't know. But 90 days after that, my grandmother passed away. And what she did was she left me with peace because she said to me, before I go, she said, when she said, when I go, because her favorite word, one of them, because she used to cuss too. I love her for it. She said, watch the niggas when grandma go. Watch the niggas, grandma? Yeah, your father
1: (laughs) and his brother.
2: Watch the niggas. Mm. Watch how uneasy they will be when I go But you're going to be at peace Because you loved grandma while you were here And while I was here And they don't understand why I wasn't messed up When my other two husbands died Because I treated them niggas the best that I could While they were around And I believe that So there's a level of peace that you have When you treat people the best That you can possibly treat them
1: And, you know, too, Sid and I were talking about this this morning. Because I said, Daddy, I said, I also think it has something to do with the food. I said, because I noticed that when I eat clean, and what I mean by that, when I do my vegetables and my fruit and my water, my thinking is a lot clearer. I'm not as agitated as quick. I'm not as quick to jump. When I eat junky, my thinking is not as clear. I'm agitated much easier. I'm frustrated much quicker. And then I saw a video on that goddamn Facebook. Baby, I'm tasting this new TV for me. It's the new it. TV for me now. And I love rabbit. I love rabbit. I like every Thanksgiving and Christmas, baby. I love rabbit. And my sister cooks it. I thought no one would ever be able to cook it like my mother and then my sister Veronica came, baby, and she fixed that rabbit, and it is it is just superb. Mm-hmm. Well, damn it! The other day I was watching the Facebook TV, and I saw them killing rabbits. Well, the the rabbits were so goddamn scared, and and they were just slice their heads off, and then their little feet and their tails will still be moving, and then they just cut the rabbit up as if cut it up in parts to cook it, like to sell it. And at that moment, I said, you know what, I can't do it anymore because the fear that that animal went through is the fear that I'm eating. And now that I'm eating this fear, that fear is in my body. And my body don't know what to do with it. So now I'm angry. I'm a raging animal because now I've eaten this animal's fear. Now I'm off balance. So I'm like, you know what? People may laugh at it. People may think I'm insane or crazy. But I'm like, y'all, listen, it is this in the goddamn food. Because even I know with David, if David don't have no whole bunch of sugar, David different from when David get a whole bunch of sugar. Mm -hmm. So it's like we're the determining factor of that. So I know for me. And I had to say, Daddy, I got to make a conscious effort and not put nothing in my mouth that has a face. And I've been saying it now for a few years, but that goddamn chicken. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to stop it. And fish has a face. I know it does, Daddy. Okay, I'm okay. I'm working to it. I'm just like, listen. But then when you even realize how (laughs) fish die, they suffocate. They suffocate. I'm like. God damn it. I,
2: like, but did you know with vegetables, they pull them at the root. They pull Daddy, them. Daddy, but they don't have Then they no. cut them all up. Daddy. Dice them all Daddy, up. Daddy, they You do, never heard your veggies. But
1: oh, nigga, no. No, don't eat me. No, baby.
2: Oh, then you drown them in salad dressing. Come, Come on. It's never going to go good. No, baby. It ain't going to no. go good. I'm not saying you, baby, oh, drown them in salad okay. dressing. But there has been a vegetable that has been drowned in salad dressing. Death yes. never comes good to anything that's eaten. If you ask a tomato, I don't believe them commercials that they be doing at all for Chick Fil A. Okay, <laughs> them cows up there trying to get you. Look at the
1: cows; they pushing you to eat the chicken. Daddy, you understand? I'm not. You know, and 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 oh, and I'm I'm baby. putting on a challenge. And I'm not putting out no crazy challenge because I don't do good with crazy challenges because I get all hyped up, and then after the third day, shit has gotten different for me. So I'm only putting out a challenge for three days. For three days, I want to be absolutely meat-free. I want to be meat-free for the next three days. I don't want to consume anything that has a face. I don't want to consume anybody's mother, father, their children, their aunts and uncles, because I don't want nobody consuming mine. So they say, how could you ask for something you're not willing to give? I don't want nobody eating you. So is
2: this like, you know, Lincoln's Emancipation Proclamation and you freeing up the the food?
1: I am, Daddy. You freeing up food with faces. I'm freeing freeing up food with With faces. faces. Yes. Let's all start this movement. We're freeing up food with faces because it will help our attitudes.
2: And it if you're anything like me, talk to him. Up. If you're anything like me, I don't eat none of my food with faces, okay? I make sure that they done took that off at the bushes.
1: <laughs> Daddy.
2: What? <laughs> you gonna do it with me? No. Daddy. I'm gonna have some vegetables and stuff like that, but I'm not gonna, uh, for
1: three days, I mean, you know, Daddy, I'm just saying for three days. It
2: may. This is the situation, though, y'all, okay?
1: This is the situation, and I'm going to share it with the world. Oh, tell them. Because I be trying, right? And I'm a sneak snacker, right? I sneak my snacks, right? And Veronica went and brought some peanuts. And I told her, I said, don't buy no more goddamn peanuts because I'm not strong enough. To have the peanuts in the in the bedroom without me going to eat them. So sure enough, last night, what happened? What happened? But th- what you you gonna sit there and tell the people you be sneaking snacks? You don't be sneaking. You walk right over to
2: the peanuts <laughs> and you open it up. <laughs> then you be carrying them in your hands like you about to shoot dice,
1: <laughs> dumping them in your mouth you talking about I be sneaking snacks. No. I've never seen you tiptoe to get nothing. Daddy, but I need your help. Baby. Because late at night, you, listen, that's why I be trying to. The, the, last night, he took the peanuts away from me. He just said, give them to me because then you're going to be mad Come, I took the peanuts because she be laying down on the back trying to eat them.
2: And what we not going to do, we ain't going out like that. See, that lady, you be watching Forensic Files, old oh, Sydney's ass, that nigga, he ended up killing her and shit. No, I did not. <laughs> she was eating peanuts laying on her goddamn back when I told her to sit her ass up. Sit your ass up. That's why I took the damn peanuts from you. Because, see, here's the wonderful thing. Back in the day, it would have been buffalo wings at that hour. Now we having some low-salted peanuts. See what I'm saying? So you're doing good, baby, you're doing good, but you can't lay down now and eat the peanuts. I'm telling you, I love your ass. I don't want you to go out like that choking on no goddamn nuts
1: unless they. Come on. Okay, (laughs) it's mine. (laughs) My
2: bad, my bad. So, listen. Don't do it. Don't now. do it.
1: I am, though. Okay. I'm going to do it. That's right. Come on, Now, Dad. that,
2: okay. Then lay on your back for that. All right. Okay, then. All uh, right, so what we're saying
1: is, and we back, so listen. Right, put your clothes on, now. I'm trying to. All right. So... Are you a piece? <laughs> you trying to get your shit together right. now? <laughs> because you tickle the hell out of me. I want well, you to know it. Okay. You come on, baby, light my fire. Say it. Ah, don't do it now. Come on, baby, light you gonna, my you fire. Sing it twice now? Oh, okay then. Because it's got two courses in it. Two courses. Okay. Like it's food. Again, we back to food again. Uh, and you know what else I've discovered? Tell. I'm me. an emotional eater. Oh.
2: How do you eat when you're happy? How do you eat when you're sad? When I'm
1: happy, I eat happy. When I'm sad, I eat sad. When I'm in between, I eat in between. What I'm saying is I eat with all the emotions that I go through.
2: And it makes you glad. (laughs) Come on, cap off the damn poem now. So
1: that's what I'm saying. It's like, you know, and and we're going to have that discussion too. We're going to do a show topic on weight and, and emotional eating. And because I know that when you say, are you at peace with yourself, this is going to sound really crazy. Okay. But I can find myself most peaceful when I'm eating. If I'm going through something, if I eat, it can calm me down. Now, as I've gotten older, that was at one time, as I've gotten older, I'm not as attracted to food as I used to be. But I can find myself that if I'm off balance, if I'm off base, if I'm dealing with something, that that food it'll it'll calm me.
2: (laughs) But you said you weren't attracted as attracted to food as you used to be. Like you was at the club and singing a chicken leg from across the room while the music was playing. Come on and it's all to me. Like, let me go dance with that nigga. I did, baby. I chicken winged him. Come on, give it to me.
1: You know, so I mean it's it's when we say are we at peace with ourselves? We have to get there, sisters and brothers, because it'll make us much better people. And not only will it make us better people, it'll make us it better families. It'll make better families, because believe it or not, when you're not peaceful, people around you, baby, they can tell.
2: And a better world, because have you ever walked into a situation in front of some, with some people that you didn't know, and the vibes were incredible, and you were like, wow. This was a really cool situation, and you wish you could encounter that again and again, but it only happened in that moment. But it's like the thing that allowed that moment to happen where people were in accord with one another's energy. So if you keep putting out good vibes, it's kind of like the sonar that uh, a submarine puts out. And if another sonar is looking for another Submarine, another uh, submarine is looking for another one. They're picking up on that sonar. Your energy is being picked up on by others, and you're picking up on other people's energy. But if you keep putting out good energy, there are those individuals with bad energy that will remove themselves from your presence because they know what the expectation is, that you can't bring that BS around me. You, you, you got people that say, you know what, I already knew not to come around you with that. I will not go come with you with that. So I had to get myself right before I even came over here. What's going on with you, Hollywood? Uh, You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) It's those cats that I already know, dog. So it's like let people know that about you, that what you're going to put out, don't bring anything negative to me. And if you bring it negatively to me, let's be prepared to get rid of the negativity. Don't bring it because we're going to both bathe in it and not have any plan to – to overcome the challenges that you're dealing with.
1: We talked about it today, my babies. We
2: talked about it. Tell them one more time about an option that will allow them to laugh.
1: That is on Amazon.com. Let me tell them, Daddy. Tell them. On Amazon.com, go to it right now. And then you click on where it says search, and you click on Monique something different. And it is my new uh, comedy special. And we got together, and we did that because we wanted to take it back old school. We wanted to have that feeling, baby, when you up in the club, it's intimate. You can hear the people pulling on their cigarettes and the glasses clinging. That's how old school we wanted to take it, that real good old school gut bucket laughter. There it is. And we kept it affordable.
2: Kept it affordable.
1: We kept it affordable. You can rent it for $2.99 or you can buy it for $7.99. One or the other, baby, get it so you can laugh. So if you're trying to get the piece— after you giggle your ass off with this tape right here, if you can't get the piece, baby, let me tell you something right now. If you can't get the piece, at least you peed, because that's what this going to do for you. That's it. If it ain't going to bring you the piece, it's going to bring you the pen. That's how funny it is. That's it. I baby. like it. I love it. All right then. And listen, October the uh, 14th and 15th, we're going to be at the Stardome in Birmingham, Alabama. Did I give those correct dates, Paulette, October 14th
2: and 15th? I believe you did.
1: October you're not going to look over your glasses and, like you not. And 15th. And when I tell y'all I am so excited about playing this club because I've never played it before in my entire 26 years of doing comedy. So for all the folks in Birmingham, Alabama, get ready. That's what's Cause up. Because we coming. That's what's up. Now we're going to shut it down. Shut it down. Because the show today was Are You at Peace With Yourself? Oh, baby. We hope you got to it.
2: We hope you got to it. And if you're not there, we hope you get there. You going to take us on home?
1: I'm going to take us on home, Come my babies.
2: Tell them where they have tuned into today.
1: Y'all have tuned into Monique and Sydney's open relationship. Please go to play.it and click on the show. Tell a friend, tell another friend so we can all win. Ha! Get Did it. you like that? Okay I like then. It, my, my like my daddy's ass. <laughs> well, tell them. Get it. Like my daddy always says, the mind is like a parachute.
2: It is no good unless it's open.
1: My name is Monique. And I am Sydney. And we love y'all.
2: For free.
0: Mwah. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy,